Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's a football Friday on the Fan Morning Show and the Fan Early Morning Show. I'm Austin Bechtold with you as there's some intriguing matchups this weekend. Steelers hosting the Green Bay Packers, third and final home game in a row as Matt Canada for the second consecutive game will be coaching from the sideline. Also have Penn State hosting Michigan in the biggest game of the year for the Nittany Lions and Pitt football in what should be a fun one. Two teams that are not very good, but a matchup that really the ACC has tried to make a rivalry game. These teams have played forever against each other going back to the Big East days. The Panthers and the Orange will do battle at Yankee Stadium. Just like the Panthers have played in the Pinstripe Bowl, but a regular season game at Yankee Stadium, which should be very cool for Pitt, for Pitt fans that are making the journey. Really excited to just be able to watch it and experience that as well. Penguins winners last night, 4-3 to against the LA Kings. Brian Russ scored an overtime goal to win it just seconds after scoring one that was called back. Russ was able to find the back of the net, and the Penguins, perfect road trip. Took care of San Jose, took care of Anaheim, took care of the Kings 3-0. and Pens went to the West Coast, and you weren't really, really sure what you were going to get from this team. I mean, truly, the Ducks have been okay. The Kings have been very solid this year. San Jose is one of the worst teams, could go down as one of the worst teams in NHL history. I don't think it's far-fetched to say that, right? That's just how bad the Sharks have played. Eric Carlson trade for the Penguins seemingly has gone decent for Pittsburgh and for Kyle Dubas. But our number one topic, our number one story is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Currently at the playoffs started today, the Steelers would be in the playoffs as the number one wildcard team, followed by the Browns, followed by the Bengals. All six teams all six teams, all four teams in the AFC North would make the playoffs with seven spots up for grabs, as well as Kansas City, the Baltimore Ravens, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Miami Dolphins. So, we know Baltimore's good. We know Cincinnati's good. And Cleveland... Deshaun Watson, how much does he really want to be there? Is he just collecting a check? He hasn't played in a couple of games. But the Browns, maybe because they've faced kind of inferior opponents. But again, they did beat San Francisco. P.J. Walker is their quarterback, relying on their defense, having the defense force turnovers against a Brock Purdy, 
and other quarterbacks that are seemingly not too up to the task against one of the top three defenses in the entire league. Kenny Pickett played well against Cleveland. It wasn't great. It wasn't pretty. It was better in the second half, but that's been the theme of Kenny Pickett and the Steelers this season. So when I watched Thursday Night Football last night, and I watched Bryce Young and the Chicago Bears, who own the Panthers' first-round pick this year, won the game and knocked the Panthers down another pedestal, still with one loss on the year. With one win on the year, I should say. And I wonder, and I say to myself, would you rather have Kenny Pickett or Bryce Young? Because coming into this year, I would have said, look, we've only seen a couple games from Kenny Pickett. I like what I've seen from him in a couple of games, but Bryce Young's the number one pick in the draft. Kenny Pickett was 20th. Probably would have been farther down draft boards if it wasn't for the Pittsburgh Steelers filling a need. But think about this for Bryce Young. Through quarterbacks with their first seven stars, Joe Burrow was 1-5-1. Trevor Lawrence was 1-6. Jared Goff, 0-7. Matthew Stafford in 2009 was 1-6. A ton of interceptions thrown in there as well. Bryce Young has not been very good. But historically, for some of those quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford's won a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow's been the one. Two AFC Championship games in a row. Trevor Lawrence could be the next great quarterback in the NFL where Jacksonville is surrounding him with some weapons in his third season. What does Bryce Young have around him? Adam Thielen, who has passed his prime, still a solid wide receiver. Hayden Hurst, who tried to play baseball first with the Pirates, actually. Also played for a couple other teams, minor leagues. But eventually found his way to the Baltimore Ravens as its high draft choice. He's been okay. He's never been a number one tight end. Marshall, a wide receiver from LSU who has never panned out in the NFL. Carolina traded Christian McCaffrey. So it's Chuba Hubbard as the main running back. Not somebody you consider a featured guy. And they lost to Bajant, undrafted rookie, not even from a D1 school, on the road in Chicago. Justin Fields didn't play. So, yeah, I like Frank Wright, but Bryce Young needs some pieces around him. Would you rather be in the Steelers' position with Kenny Pickett? 20th pick, we've seen it with game-winning drives, seven games, he's won it in the fourth quarter. Or would you rather have Bryce Young, not as big, not being able to throw to as many weapons? The Steelers' weapons are undoubtedly better than Carolina. Carolina plays in a worse division. And again, the numbers for Bryce Young compared to other quarterbacks, it is tough. He was the number one pick for a reason. But would you rather have Kenny Pickett or Bryce Young right now? I've shifted from the very start of the year, at least to the draft, because I saw what Bryce Young did at Alabama. You saw it as well. Solid player. Very good player. Elusive to be able to escape out of the pocket. He can scramble and find guys downfield. Now, I don't know if it's coaching, if he doesn't have the weapons. He looks like a completely different guy. 
And partly, that might be because of just it's the NFL and he's the transition. He's not C.J. Stroud. Did people think that C.J. Stroud was going to be the better prospect coming out of college? Yes, there's a stigma around Ohio State quarterbacks. But back to Kenny Pickett. Matt Canada is coaching on the sideline now. And seemingly, it worked out pretty well for Pickett, pretty well for the offense. The Steelers were able to get the victory against Tennessee on Thursday night. The communication between me and Coach was great. Um, I think it was awesome after we had our conversation on what we want to do the next series. He was able to go and kind of talk to each position group and kind of give them, you know, what we're looking to do that next drive. I think that, I think that was huge. So there's a lot of positives um, that came away from it, so I think we can continue to build on that. Huh. It's a good answer from Kenny Pickett, and I think it's the truth. Matt Canada might not like it. He likes to be up in the booth. He likes to see the entirety of the field. Is that overrated? Have we overrated how important it is, at least in Matt Canada's eyes, to be able to sit in the booth, see everything? Because I'm personally somebody who values relationships. I'm loyal, and I think that one important factor in football and also coaching from the sideline compared to being up in the booth is that you get to look somebody in the eye You get to look at Kenny Pickett, sit right next to him, point to different things that you can work on. It's easier, you can't deny it, to have a face-to-face conversation with somebody sitting right next to him than it is to be able to get something done over a Zoom call, over the phone, or over headsets in the middle of the game when so much is going on. Or for Matt Canada to be able to talk to other position groups. It has to be easier for Canada to just walk over to Najee Harris instead of dialing up the phone And doing it that way. So Matt, you might not like it, but this is what you got to do. All we're trying to, you know, to do is win. And we're we're always hunting different things and different, you know, deals with that. And obviously, when I was upstairs or am upstairs, talking to Kenny is no different. He gets there, we can talk. The ability to talk to the other guys to make sure we were together was something we felt was a bonus for us to do. And felt like that would, you know, again, we're going to, we're going to look at every simple, every single crack or whatever we can do to make things better, continue to find ways to win. That might be Matt Canada's opinion, that things are better from the booth. But Kenny Pickett thinks otherwise. He likes it better. And yeah, Matt Canada spent his entire career in the booth. Matt Canada coached at Pitt. But it's easier for Pickett to be able to sit there and talk to him, have a conversation, go over things. Look at the Microsoft Service tablet with Matt Canada sitting right next to him or standing with him on the sideline. I think it's a real thing. So Matt Canada might downplay it. He might be comfortable in the booth. Tough. Tough. You're already on the hot seat. Matt Canada knows that. He knows that the world is against him, pretty much, and that people are going to criticize every word that he says. But for the Steelers this week, it should be a victory. Realistically, if you just look at the schedule and you see Green Bay at the very beginning of the year, you think, ah, how will Jordan Love play? It's the Green Bay Packers. This is not the Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers, though, anymore. It's not. You're facing off against a team that traded off for Shul Douglas, one of his best corners. And at the moment, 
really, who are their valuable weapons? Christian Watson's fine. I like Romeo Dobbs. Aaron Jones has been banged up the whole year, but the Packers are three and five. They're not going to the playoffs. They're not winning their division like they do seemingly every year when Aaron Rodgers was there. Congratulations on beating the Rams 20 to three. They're a disaster now. They've lost to the Vikings, the Broncos, the Raiders. They lost every game in October. At the Raiders, then the bye. At the Broncos by two. Against the Vikings at home. And then they beat the Rams at home. They've lost to the Lions. They've lost to Atlanta. Green Bay's wins are against the Bears, of course. The Saints, not very good. And the Rams, not very good. They haven't played a good team other than the Lions. The Vikings are okay. No Kirk Cousins. But the Broncos aren't any good. The Raiders have fired Josh McDaniels. They are a horrendous organization right now and really have been for a while. The season gets very tough for Green Bay. Steelers, Chargers, at the Lions, Chiefs, at the Giants, Bucks, eh, at the Panthers, at the Vikings, and then the Bears to close the season. Jordan Love is not that great. This is a Green Bay team that's 23rd in total offense, 22nd in passing yards. Jordan Love's averaging 200 yards through the year. They're 22nd in rushing yards, averaging 100 yards per game. And they're 20th in points at, yes, 20 points per game. Jordan Love, overall 60% completion rate. He's been fine. He's averaging 215 yards per game. But 12 touchdowns, 8 picks. Maybe he has a little bit more free reign than Kenny Pickett. But again, would you rather have Bryce Young or Kenny? I'm siding with Kenny. One... He doesn't turn the ball over. He makes good decisions. When you look at Pickett's stat sheet, you go, oh, six touchdowns, four picks. I think we're all in agreement. We want to see more. We want to see Pickett swing it around the yard. Yeah. We want to see George Pickens and Deontay Johnson catch a touchdown in the same game. Because we want to see Pickens not chatted up with people on social media with all this nonsense and have to speak on it in the middle of the week where the media is asking, are you frustrated? And, oh, I just want to win. And it's all about winning and good to see Deontay Johnson be able to get into the end zone. Somebody talked to George Pickens before he spoke to the media. I think that was pretty fair and evident to see. Pickett so far this season, he had two touchdown passes against the Raiders. That had not happened previously. It had not happened. He had a touchdown against San Francisco, Cleveland, two against the Raiders, one passing against Baltimore. Did not have a passing touchdown against the Rams or against Jacksonville. Now he did rush for a touchdown against the Rams. The Steelers had a couple more rushing touchdowns with Najee and Jalen Warren being able to reach the end zone. But other than three, two interceptions against San Francisco, one against Cleveland, one against Houston, he's done well. Three interceptions, and those were in the losses. One against Cleveland. That was a back-and-forth affair. And other than the San Francisco game, we gave the offensive line a lot of slack. Kenny's been protected decently well. He's not spinning into sacks anymore. He had five against San Francisco, who was one of the best defenses in the game. Maybe not one of the best teams in the game, as we originally thought. If the Steelers played San Francisco now, I think they can win. I think they can win it. People have kind of figured out Brock Purdy. They're banged up. Debo Samuel's missed time. 
Christian McCaffrey has missed some time. That is not a healthy team. Sacked twice against Cleveland, three times against Houston, three times against Baltimore, but in the last three games, he's been sacked four times. Twice against the Rams, once against Jacksonville, and was kept clean against Tennessee. First time that's happened all year. The offensive line played its best game of the year against Tennessee. They opened holes. They ran. They run blocked well. Part of the reason is Broderick Jones. What should the Steelers' offensive line look like? What does Broderick Jones think about this offensive line combination? That's coming up next here on the Fanway Morning Show. I'm Austin Bechtel with you. The Wake Up Show is presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Austin Bechtold with you. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. So I posed the question, would you rather have... Bryce Young at the moment, or would you rather have Kenny Pickett? Young, the number one pick in the draft from Alabama, or Pickett second season, ton of game-winning touchdown drives, ton of comebacks in the fourth quarter. 412-928-9370. If you want to weigh in right now, let's go to my buddy Roland, Castle Shannon. Roland, I know you want to talk about this. Bryce Young or Kenny Pickett, at this point in time, based off what you've seen and what you've seen from these guys from college, but also from Pickett, we've seen it now for close to a full year in the NFL. Who do you like? I love Kenny Pickett. I think Bryce Young in time is going to be good right now. Who's going to lead a team right now to the playoffs? Maybe a Super Bowl. Clearly, Kenny. The difference between the two, Bryce Young was a clear Heisman winner because of Alabama. His his numbers and Kenny's numbers were very close. Kenny had 42 touchdowns and seven. I think Bryce maybe had a couple less interceptions when he won the Heisman. The question on Kenny was always his hands. The question on Bryce Young is his size. He's yeah. so small. He's under six feet. What I like what Kenny did in the offseason – because Tallman almost got him killed last year with the concussions with the Matt Canada offense. 
he put on 15 pounds of muscle. He's physically a lot bigger right. than Bryce Young. He's working on his arm strength. Kenny's really getting stronger. And the thing that's, that's really the, the great test, Kenny's got the best weapons in, in the league. Omar Khan has put the, the best roster. Kenny has not performed, and neither has Bryce Young this year. But I can see what's going on with Kenny right now. He's absolutely livid because he's a perfectionist, just like I am, Austin, and you know that. He's beating himself up. He knows he's underperformed. And whether it's Canada or Kenny or a combination of both, how can the Steelers be 5-3 and three with the way that offense has played? It's, it's, it's absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah, they played really well, and I appreciate the call, Roland. Have, you have a good weekend. You know, there were some points there. Now, the Steelers did not have the best weapons in the NFL. Nobody should believe that. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals and Steelers' own division. I think Baltimore's got some decent weapons. Yeah, they're banged up, but it's probably the best weapons that Lamar Jackson has had, right? Mark Andrews has always been there, it seems, really, but Odell Beckham has played... A decent role. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins is hurt, but guess Edwards has been fine. They had a rookie running back, Mitchell, who came in and was fantastic last week. He came out of nowhere. Nobody's ever heard of. As well as, how about Zay Flowers? First-round draft pick. He's been fantastic for Baltimore. He's been really good. So, Lamar has been criticized because he's not been able to throw the football. But truly, I mean, think about some of the guys now, Nelson Aguilar, yeah, he's had the ball go through his hands a couple of times. Bateman's been okay. But there are other instances of teams in your own division that have better weapons. Now, Broderick Jones was the first-round pick for the Steelers this past year where you could have talked about, say, Flowers or others of the Steelers. Maybe should have addressed weapons on the offensive side of the ball, but look, it was overdue. It was past due for the Steelers to invest key draft picks key draft capital on the offensive line, something the Steelers have kind of just done the opposite of. They've neglected this. Roderick Jones, even though he wants to play left, has played right, and has really at this point is going with it and excited to just be in the starting lineup. Uh, honestly, for me, I don't feel like that's good enough. Okay. You know, like... Cause you, I like I, I came from Georgia, you know, not to dwell on the past, but you know, like we were big on running the football, so um, you know, I, I want to be 200 plus every time. Uh, that's just me. I know this the NFL level, but you know, if we're gonna commit to the run game, we got to do it all the way. So Broderick Jones was asked, "Are you satisfied with season high 166 rushing yards against the Titans, which was the best Steelers output of the year by far?" And he said, "I came from Georgia. I want to be 200 plus every time. I like it." I don't know if the Steelers necessarily are going to throw the football that much the rest of the way. They're going to do so as much as they need to, obviously, but this team wants to run the ball. They want to run it down opposing teams' throats. That's just what Matt Canada has shown. They want to try to balance off the run and then have Kenny Pickett sling it off of it and I guess use play action, something that is very underutilized in this offense. Seemingly, the Steelers came into this year saying they wanted to try to throw it. They wanted Kenny Pickett to try to show he can win some games by taking care of the passing attack and really just taking care of the offense and try to throw it and sling it around like the comp, the comp that really shouldn't have been to Joe Burrow. Now we know that's obviously not the case, and the Steelers now have decided go with the ground game. 
What this really signals to me, though, putting Broderick Jones again at right, Chukzakorafor is done. It's over. I don't know what he said or who he said it to. His career with the Steelers, it's over. I would be surprised to see Chukes get a starting rollback long-term again. The Steelers might just cut him at the end of this year. You're paying him $10, $11 million, and you benched him for your first-round pick instead of moving Dan Moore over to right because Dan Moore is more comfortable at left. It's not about what's more comfortable for your number one draft pick. It's about Dan Moore being more comfortable at left, a former fourth-round pick who has pretty much been the guy over there since day one. Fascinating. To a degree, I understand, and I get it. But wouldn't you want Broderick Jones, who you've invested all this draft capital for, moved up a couple of picks to go get? Wouldn't you want him at left? Wouldn't that make the most sense? And have Dan Moore just move over to right? What this really signals is that Dan Moore's just not very good at right, and that Broderick Jones is better than Dan Moore, probably at both positions. And the Steelers don't want to compromise and have Broderick Jones play at left to have a drop-off at right when they can have Moore, who's played that position and has been okay there. He's been better throughout the course of the season. And not just throw Jones into the fire at left and have a disaster on the right side again. Coming up next, it's a big college football weekend. We'll get into it in the last minute or so here on the Fan Early Morning Show. Asabeth told with you here on the fan. Final minute of the fan early morning show with you on a football Friday. I'm Austin Bechtold. It's a big weekend in Happy Valley. Michigan, Penn State, Wolverines third in the country, Penn State at 10th. I will be there. I'm very excited for it. And I don't really know what's going to happen. My gut tells me that Michigan's going to win it. My gut tells me that Pitt's going to win this week at Syracuse. This is put up or shut up for James Franklin. He is so good, so good against all other teams outside of Ohio State and Michigan. All other teams other than Ohio State and Michigan. James Franklin is pretty much able to beat. It's typically the case, but it's also very frustrating as his record against Michigan and Ohio State is very lackluster and subpar. And this would be huge for the Nittany Lions because when you look at it, Ole Miss is playing Georgia. Ole Miss loses. Penn State moves up. They beat Michigan. They're going to move up. So a lot of different things could happen that they're going to need some help, but it's also looking pretty good with the tiebreaker where going into last week, Penn State was a game back, and because they got some help, they're currently a game up in the tiebreaker. Also very excited to see how Pitt plays this week against Syracuse. Yeah, really a lost year for Pitt. But you get to play at Yankee Stadium against a rival in Syracuse. It's going to be fun to watch just because of the atmosphere, the environment, and how will Christian Veyer play as Pitt tries to turn a page and really get ready for next year. Austin Bechtel with you, Fan Early Morning Show. The pre-show is next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.